Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Ship It and Sip It. I'm here with Mike Gagarin. How are you, Mike? I'm cool. <laughs> awesome. Mike is a front-end developer, front-end lead engineer. Uh, yeah, How do you like to call yourself? Yeah. And you work mostly with React, and we'll get into all the details of that in a little bit. Uh, I, I'm not saying that I work uh, like with React, and uh, I just uh, prefer it, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, because I implement uh, all the things and uh, on the backend side as well. Yeah, so it's like jazz all the way, <laughs> you <Yes>. know. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, white wine, Sauvignon Blanc, uh, from New Zealand. It's kind of cool. And I was very happy that you chose this because this is one of my favorite wines. It's really the only white wine I consistently like. Yeah. Um, I've found a few uh, Chardonnays and other things that are drier that I like. But Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand always seems to hit the spot. Yeah. So, <laughs> cheers. cheers. Hmm, lovely. Uh, it's, uh, as you said, it's uh, the wine that's constantly good, <laughs> no matter what. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your role as a front-end developer and why do you like it? What, what excites you about being a front-end developer on your team here? Mm, yeah, you know, uh, previously, before uh, my work as an uh, engineer, I was a designer. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I just like to visualize things to photo and etc. Logical <laughs> uh, following of this, uh, my previous like experience. Uh, yeah, so I like to do it and it's uh, engineering. Uh, right. So it's also a brain work uh, and you just uh, need to be concentrated uh, to express things that you uh, read about some feature that you need and mm -hmm. you need to think about how to implement it better uh, to optimize performance etc yeah so that's cool that's interesting uh, so can you tell me a little bit about why you made the change from designer to engineer because a lot of people you know work happily their whole career as a designer and, and yeah uh, maybe it uh, it would be more logical to just uh, like switch from um, graphical design to some kind of web design but i just thought that i need to uh, step further to know how to uh, implement better design in web you need to uh, know how it works under the hood uh, yeah, so I just thought that it will be better uh, after some time when I spent uh, on uh, like learning how HTML, CSS, JavaScript work, uh, I thought that I need to go even further right. <laughs> and uh, try to make things on the back end, etc. So it's very interesting things. And uh, I think that uh, all the designers uh, that work with uh, web and maybe even all the interfaces, they need to know how it works under the hood. Right. And from the other perspective, do you think that you're a more capable uh, engineer now because of your experience in design? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, uh, you know, um, 
a lot of developers uh, which are, uh, think for themselves that they're like uh, full stack engineers. Mostly uh, it's like backend engineers that know how to uh, like work with HTML and CSS. When you like know how to uh, show things better to the user, how to work with them, how, how interfaces works, uh, which uh, things are mostly used for uh, like bringing attention to the component. Uh, you can like better uh, understand what do you need to do. Talk a little bit about what you're working on right now because it sounds like an interesting product. Uh, it's called Paperclip, right? Yeah. And it describes itself as sort of a no-code approach to accounting, at least on the website. That's sort of the feeling I got. Um, I haven't seen the product yet because it's in a sort of a closed beta. <laughs> Um, I know that, yeah. But they've, they've raised some, some nice investments. They're looking to grow their team here. And they've been really impressed with the work that your team, you and the team, ha have done there. So tell us a little bit about the experience. How long have you been working on it? And what's the project like from the inside? Mm -hmm. We actually have some, some kind of formulas in there. <laughs> so it's not completely no code. You know, when you think about the exciting project, that your next exciting project, uh, I think accounting is not... It's pretty, yeah, pretty low. It's, it's pretty low. Yeah, but uh, uh, it's uh, become very interesting thing because it has a lot of uh, exciting and hard things that you need to implement, that you need to understand and then implement, and uh, it's like a very challenging thing. And it's cool because you every day you have like a challenge uh, which you need to somehow resolve. If you want challenges, so <laughs> welcome. <laughs> and you, you can speak openly, I guess, about who we're looking for on the team. And actually we need uh, another QA engineer because <laughs> Kirill, <laughs> uh, it's very hard for him. For So we have now five engineers and one QA uh -huh. and it's very hard for him to juggle with all these uh, bugs. <laughs> okay, so QAs, we got a cool project for you. Come and join us, come and apply. Um, you get to work with Mike and the rest of the team. What's the team dynamic like there? Um, the founders, founders, founders are in San Francisco. Tell us a little bit about, I don't know, the team dynamic, what it's like to work with them, and mm -hmm. overall impressions. Yeah, the guys are actually very nice, and uh, every uh, requirement is uh, has some um, researches on the so in the past right. yeah so it's very cool and uh, I think they n know what they need and it's a very uh, <laughs> cool thing about uh, this project Kent has a very lot of uh, experience in accounting and uh, it's like the app that uh, he always wants to use uh, right. when he like uh, work with accounting. <laughs> uh, 
Well, yeah, usually the best products are the ones that yeah, yeah. solve your own problems. Yes, and yes. So, mm, yeah. And um, the team, I think, also sees all these things and uh, they just enjoy what they do. And it's also a very cool thing. Well, you've been working in different, I guess, Paperclip would be considered a fintech product. Yeah, kind of. Since yeah. it's dealing with mm -hmm. accounting. Uh, and financial aspects of for startups uh, and other businesses, or just for startups? Mm, Mostly. I, I think uh, for now it's just uh, small companies, but uh, in the future it will be all of them. <laughs> all right. But before that, you were working on two other fintech projects, uh, Intergiro and Blue Bank. So you've basically been been working on fintech for a while. Mm, yeah. Years and years. <laughs> years, years yeah. uh, what are some specific challenges that you've noticed working on fintech projects? What's exciting? How are they different from, say, I don't know, any other kind of app? <laughs> you know, there's money involved. So. Yeah, it's uh, actually the thing that I want to mention. So um, the most challenging thing is uh, that you know that every little mistake can lead to some um, money losses. Right. These money losses can be huge. So you just have this impression that like, I can't fuck this up. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, because you know, it's a bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time when uh, there is a money involved, in, it's, it should be very uh, constant, uh, like uh, uh, quality of the product. Right. So, yeah. I find it interesting because, oh, maybe this is a dynamic that you, you can see. Like, you guys have worked on some, some really cool fintech apps and things that I would like to use, but the market here is very limited. And even in the United States, like, the major apps from major banks, they're bad. <laughs> they're just bad. And now with, with Upstart Banks and Revolut and all these cool cool products in Europe and the US, people have an option to sort of change mm -hmm. the way that they interface with their money, the way that they invest, the way that they buy Bitcoin, whatever it is. And here it's like, ah. <laughs> so how does that feel for you when you, when, you like, when you don't get to use the quality of apps that you're working on? Mm. There is a lot of time when I use uh, Spotify right. when it wasn't here uh, like uh, officially. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to. I need to find some people from the uh, from the UK, for example, uh, which can uh, like sell me one membership of their family in the mm -hmm. Spotify. So, <laughs> uh, you know, if you want to use some cool things, you find a way to use it. I guess, yeah, I yeah. should just work harder on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we talked a little bit about how long you've been here. You've been here for almost five years. Uh, September will be your work yeah. anniversary, according yeah. to my records. <laughs> and mine as well. Good. Um, <laughs> congratulations, first of all. Thank you. It seems like young engineers and young people in the IT sector tend to jump from project to project, company to company. Maybe they start out with a bigger service company and then they go to a startup, startup runs out of money and they go back. Mm -hmm. You know, um, people change jobs a lot. 
it yeah. seems, and change companies. What has sort of held your interest at Parallact, and why do you still love coming to work here? I will be honest with you because I think every person that uh, work in some time on the one company, uh, they had things, uh, thoughts in his head that maybe I need to change something. Yeah. Uh, and it's not uh, related only uh, for some some work. Uh, it's, it's like the constant thing that uh, <laughs> after just, some period of time will uh, like uh, yeah it's just life appear in, in your head yeah uh, but every time when I had this thing uh, thought in my head I just uh, think uh, a little bit and uh, just uh, to compare what uh, I like what options I have mm -hmm. I don't know any good employer here in Belarus that is better than Paralect in, in things that uh, I like value the most. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, good, good, good to hear <laughs> for, for Paralect. Uh, what are some of those values that, that are so important for you? Yeah, so it's like uh, the atmosphere here is the first thing that every person, I think, uh, <laughs> would say <laughs> in my place. Right. Yeah, because atmosphere is very cool. You know, even for uh, one person, uh, it is hard to be like uh, the same for some time. Yeah, of course. Uh, because I can't say that I uh, was like five years ago uh, the same. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. We all grow. Uh, companies grow, but I'm glad to hear that, that Parallax still has that value set that's important to you. And it's also given you the chance to grow yeah. into your own capabilities, which I want to talk about a little bit. So you've been, you were five years ago, part of the first class of Parallax Startup Summer, which is going on right now. The students are working together in two teams to build Nudge and Visa, our accelerator startups which is a cool mesh of, of, of ideas, uh, new teams, mentors, all of those things happening at once. Um, tell us a little bit about your experience with the first Startup Summer and how did that sort of impact your life? What are some bright memories? It was a cool time. <laughs> a lot of work and a lot of learnings, a lot of uh, data that you need to, like, um, calculate and uh, somehow you need to remember all the things. We have a lecture uh, at the morning, mm -hmm. then we have some work with these new uh, things that we learned on this lecture and after that we need to spend the time to implement some things in the application that mm -hmm. we are working on. So it was like constantly changing uh, this uh, context that you are working with. A lot of cool guys that uh, like a god <laughs> that were just uh, the prototypical prototypical awesome. engineers yeah. that uh, are like superhumans yeah. uh, and uh, you like uh, look on them and think oh my god <laughs> maybe some uh, someday i will be uh, uh, some kind of them right it's cool cool thing well, now you are some, some one, kind, <laughs> one kind of them. What is your um, approach to mentoring young, young developers? Um, you're involved with both mentoring within the projects you're working on, sort of cross, 
cross-mentoring outside of your own project and also with the Startup Summer students. What do you try and like in give to those people? That, what do they need to know? And, and what's your approach to that? Uh, most like uh, important things that uh, I think <laughs> uh, that I need to uh, build in minds of these uh, students post-students and uh, like junior developers, they need to think. Um, because when you just straight coder, that right. you just have a thing and you just code it without thinking how it should work. It's uh, like bad thing and uh, I think it's the most important thing that uh, like young developers they need to understand it. I was discussing with Igor, CTO, some topics that I should ask you about, and he actually brought this up, that on the projects that you work on and you've been in a leadership role, you really take time to understand the feature, why it's needed, how it should work, and you have that back and forth with whether it's the stakeholders or the project manager, designer, you know, all those people are involved. Uh, it sounds like you really need to understand the why behind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so where, where maybe, did that come from your design background? Is that just a curiosity thing? Or is that just your approach to, to work? Mm, yeah, maybe it has some background in my design experience or some kind of that, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, as you said, it's my approach and uh, I think that it's a very important thing. I understand that from, from the front end side and from all of JavaScript, there's always new frameworks, languages, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tools, Libraries, etc. Yeah. Any any word with .js after it, <laughs> right? We've gone through pretty much the whole alphabet. Um, so how do you sort of curate all of those options and say, okay, this one is good for our team, or this is the one I want to spend time to understand and implement on something that I'm doing. You know when. Uh some library or some you know tool so if it uh, like works better and you need to spend little time that uh, uh, on something that you are using right now so i think it's, it's better option one of the things that intimidate me to use it uh, it's uh, react query uh, library it's a library for you know, people in the React world, they're used to work with state uh, using some kind of Redux, like a huge store which you have uh, in your front-end side. Commonly, it's uh, some clone of the data that you have on the back-end side. This React query do it in another way and you don't need to spend a lot of time to some boiler plate code, uh, etc. And it's very stable and it's very easy to work with. So I think it's a very cool tool and uh, one of the things that I very enjoy to work with. Let's talk about your side project, I guess I would call it that. <laughs> yeah, video call series. It. Called uh, Buchlanaftika. Buchlanaftika which is a play on words between cosmonaut and 
and uh, booze <laughs> and alcohol. Right. Yes. Buklanoctica. Well, <laughs> I can't really say it. Tell us what it is and why you are making these lovely videos. Uh, before these COVID times, uh, I just like to uh, go in places uh, like to drink some uh, cocktails, not to celebrate something, but to just party, uh, I don't know, with friends or without friends, uh, some kind of that. But after pandemic, pandemic, I yeah, <laughs> pandemic is the right word. So I, I want to do the same things, right. but I can't. I just start to investigating <laughs> things, how I can uh, do on my home environment. Right. And in this case, that is drink tasty cocktails. Yes. All right. See, I thought maybe that you, like, in a former life, you were a bartender or no, something. No, no, no. no. I just... Because you seem like, you know, you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> because I just spend uh, time to investigate things. I just uh, bought a lot of bottles <laughs> and start to, like, uh, taste. There were, an, like, a, a thought in my mind that maybe I need to share uh, my experience that I had uh, during these times. They seem interesting. You've covered sort of most of the classic cocktails. So uh, let's imagine that, that uh, one of your founders, Kent or anybody, was coming to visit Minsk, uh, say that they wanted to, say that it was a very friendly place to visit at the time. <laughs> um, where, would you, where would you take them in the city to have a, a fine cocktail if they're the type of person that would appreciate it? So we have a um, bar that is called uh, Embargo. Mm -hmm. If you are talking about cocktails, it's the right place. If we need to go for some uh, like impressions, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it will be Zibitska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I very like uh, Karma. Karma? Yeah, uh, on Revolution uh, Street. Right. It's wild how much that, that area has changed. Uh, let's imagine that you had a nice seed investment from a friend or a rich uncle or the Bitcoin that you bought 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> Would you start a startup or would you open a bar? I think it will be a bar. <laughs> yeah? And would it be in Minsk or some other city? Now I think it's uh, completely uh, not the case right. to start a bar in Minsk. But maybe in the future, yeah. Why not? All right. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that. <laughs> I would love to, to, to come to your bar and, and have some of your cocktails. So your show, uh, Buklonautica, has a new episode every Friday, and today is also Friday. So what's today's drink, and what do you like about it? It is Cosmopolitan. I don't actually know what's in a Cosmopolitan. I know it's a really popular drink. But... Yeah, uh, you know, Carrie Bradshaw, yeah, all yeah, yeah, these yeah, yeah. Uh, pink yeah, <laughs> colored yeah, yeah. drinks, and Madonna, etc. <laughs> so yeah, it's a modern classic. It has vodka in, in there, but... Uh, at the time that uh, it was invented somehow, some, some kind of that, yeah. Uh, it was uh, vodka citron, 
that is with uh, lemon. And also it is a cranberry juice, uh, orange liqueur and uh, lime juice. So it's kind of tasty thing. What is a good time to enjoy a Cosmopolitan? Is it like to, to start the evening? Is it a good starter drink? Yeah, yeah. It's a summer drink, but if you want to like uh, feel, uh, feel like it is summer, it's also good. So yeah, everyday drink. <laughs> every day, any day, every day, you can enjoy Cosmopolitan. Well, Mike, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for Go check out Buklanoptica and learn some more about drinks that Mike makes. And have a great weekend. You too.